Hello and welcome to Sunday Messages with Fairmount Friends Church. We're so glad that you are joining us. You can find out more on www.fairmountfriendschurch.org. Here's Pastor Andrew Hald. All right, Andrew, save this mess if you could, man. He's gonna. Andrew and Jessica are gonna come up. They're gonna share their love, love story, story with us of how they got together and hopefully inspire some romantics out there. We will do our best to save this Sunday service. <laughs> It'll be good. Well, our love story began where all good love stories are set, Purdue University. That's right, boiler up, woo-woo. Hush, hush. It was a Tuesday. It was raining, I think. Jessica clarifying the details later. Uh, but I was a sophomore at Purdue when Jessica and I really started first spending time around one another. And we had both been asked to take part in this fall retreat planning team uh, for a crew fall retreat, so Campus Crusade for Christ. And it was actually at uh, Lake Placid right outside of Hartford City. And so we had this retreat that we were planning for, taking care of some of the final, uh, final details and we're in my roommate and I's dorm room, and Jessica had come over to help kind of take care of some of those things. And as we were uh, taking care of those details, they come to find out that I have two exams the next day that I have not studied for yet. And I want to make sure we get this retreat plan because we got, you know, 100, 150 people coming. I want to make sure that is ready. And Jessica turns to me and says, go study, get out. So she kicked me out of my own dorm room, and that's how we kicked off our relationship. But the story, our love story, began much before then. I grew up in Plainfield, Indiana, attending Plainfield High School, home of the Fighting Quakers. <laughs> yes, Plainfield Fighting Quakers, there is our mascot. Uh, there's a reason that the football team goes by Red Pride. Um, but in, in high school, I didn't really spend time trying to develop any sort of relationships or friendships. I, I would talk to people in school. I would take part in after-school activities. But outside of that, I just didn't pursue relationships. I, I had the mentality that, you know, if somebody wants to hang out with me, they'll ask. Otherwise, I don't want to be bothering people. I don't want to be getting in the way, right? Great mentality. It worked in my favor, as a matter of fact, for a little bit. Um, the first girlfriend I ever had actually approached me and was interested in me. And so I'm like, wait, you're talking to me? Are you sure I'm not just the wrong person that you're meant to talk to somebody else? But she was the one who initiated the relationship. She was the one that was leading that relationship. And she was also the one who was wise enough to see that I was not in a position to really be dating anybody at that point in time in my life. I just wasn't ready. I wasn't ready for any sort of relationship at all to have friends even. As I said, I didn't have those outside of school. But I was over the moon, excited that somebody wanted to spend time with me, and so I would have done anything so that she would not stop liking me. And I think that, as I said, through her wisdom, um, God used her wisdom to start cracking me open, to start diving into me more, and to, for me to start acknowledging that he has more for me than what I had been putting in my life up until that point. That, frankly, I had been listless, I'd been aimless, I'd been kind of just adrift in life, not really living with any sort of purpose. I was just doing what I was supposed to do. I was doing what I was told. I would take part in, in different things that I was interested in, but what I would say is, frankly, I was turning into a selfish, hard, angry young man. But we know that Jesus was authoring a different story. So, yeah. 
in contrast to the Fighting Quakers, I grew up as a Tipton Blue Devil. Um, and I grew up in a faithful home. I was an active participant in youth group and attended summer camps. Um, and it was through those opportunities that I was able to learn about what it means to be in a relationship with Jesus and with others. Um, it was actively shared with me and taught to me that the purpose of dating is not just to have someone to go to the movies with, but to look for someone that's a godly man that I could have a potential lifelong relationship with. And um, the value of purity and the sanctity of marriage was also really reinforced to me, and that um, was really instilled within me, which really was an important thing um, as I was learning to pursue relationships. Um, so, of course, I still had crushes on boys in high school, um, but I never actually found one to call my boyfriend while in high school, and I don't think that's necessarily from the lack of trying, but um, God was protecting me from the potential damage that could come from those possibly immature relationships. And um, senior year, I actually sought out a relationship despite my better judgment. And um, however, when the rubber hit the road and I was challenged to choose between giving into pressure in order to maintain that relationship and feel wanted or stick to the values that had been instilled within me, God gave me strength and wisdom. And thankfully, um, I was able to abandon that relationship for something more. So um, then while in college, as Andrew mentioned, um, I was part of a ministry called Crew, and I had several mentors and really deep friendships that I was able to form, and I was really blessed with those. And I was able to further my relationship with the Lord and um, just learn more about what God was calling me to in life. Um, however, I did allow myself to kind of bear that weight of singleness and often played the comparison game, you know, being on a campus surrounded by people my age. Um, and I did meet several eligible bachelors through crew. What better way to meet uh, single godly men than through a campus ministry? Um, but each time I, I went on a couple dates, and each time I was just never convinced that this was really um, something that was meant to be a long-term future with that person. So um, as time went on and just still not really finding any. Um, future options, um, I started to learn that, you know, my fulfillment wasn't going to be found in these earthly relationships. Um, I had to learn to make my relationship with the Lord my priority and find my identity and security in Jesus. I had to trust the Lord with my story, whether that led to marriage or not someday. Uh, then in God's timing at uh, during my junior year at 20 years old, I met the man that would become my first official boyfriend and eventually my husband. <laughs> I met Andrew through crew, as I said. Um, as he mentioned, we were on a planning committee together. Um, he seemed quiet yet intentional. As I got to know him, I could see that he had really caught vision of what the Lord wanted for him in his life. As he mentioned, as he was younger, he, you know, God started working that in his life. By this point, he was really seeking that out. And um, he had surrendered to that vision for his life and pursued that in faith. He left um, the pursuit of an aviation management major where he could have had the appeal of money and early retirement and followed a calling into ministry um, on our campus and then beyond. And um, I know now that we've been in a relationship for about seven years, three and a half of that being married, um, that that's very true of his life, that he's surrendered to the Lord's call. And um, I can see that then and now he clearly loved the Lord and others. So. And I came into Purdue not really knowing anyone. I didn't even really understand that was the, the deal until 
um, I was hugging my parents and my sisters goodbye, and they got in the car and left, and I'm like, I don't even know how to get back to my dorm room. Like, what am I doing here right now? Thankfully, I got back to the room, but I did end up realizing there was a guy on campus that I knew by the name of Ethan Hall, and Ethan was a mentor to me throughout my time at Purdue, and he invited me over to his dorm room. I helped him unpack. That might have been really why he wanted me to, to come over and help. Um, but it was through our time with crew, it was through our time in taking part in different conferences. This picture here is Jessica and I, I don't, it wasn't, was this our first date? It wasn't our first date, but it was shortly after and we were on top of a parking garage in downtown Indianapolis. We had just been throwing snowballs at one another. I highly recommend activity for anybody looking for date ideas. Doesn't work in the summer though. Um, but what I noticed about Jessica as I spent more time with her was that I, I really noticed how much she cares for people. I noticed that she really wanted to mother them. And not in like a smothering, like, hey, I'm going to tell you how to do it way. But in a, I want to love you. I want to take care of you. I want to guide you in this life. And I want to take you under my wing. I want to comfort you. I want to give you guidance. And then I want to set you free to continue on on the path that the Lord has for you. And I also noticed that she was willing to speak the truth even when it was difficult. Um, she kicked me out of my own dorm room. As we said, that was a difficult thing. Um, but she's also, uh, for the most part, been the one that will do any sort of negotiating when it comes to buying cars, when it comes to that sort of thing. Um, she's pretty good at, at doing that. I enjoy just watching her work. Uh, she also wouldn't sing in front of me. And it's really only been in the last few days, just kidding, a uh, few days or weeks or months or years that she's been willing to do that. But I noticed that when she would sing, it was when she was worshiping the Lord, that she was not afraid to put aside any worries that she had about singing and that she would be so locked in with him, that she was so focused on him, her eyes were on him, that she would worship him wholeheartedly. And I also noticed that her relationship with her parents and her family was huge to her that she was intentional with spending time with them. And the reason that was important is because she recognized how much they had shaped her and molded her and, and uh, crafted her into who she is today. And I think we can all agree that, that family can do that, whether for better or for not. Um, but the importance of family in Jessica's life, it, it was paramount to many things, and I really appreciated that about her. So we continued to date for the next two and a half years, getting to know one another in deeper ways um, through spending time together in different contexts with family and ministry, with friends. Um, we saw each other's strengths and weaknesses. Um, we had discussions about our desires for the future and where we saw God calling us. And we prayerfully considered the idea of marriage. Then Andrew planned a very elaborate scheme in order to propose which involved a picture scavenger hunt around campus with our friends, uh, a walk in the park with him down on his knee with a ring, a parade of roses from our friends, and then a picnic, a surprise picnic with both of our families. Um, yeah, needless to say, he knows how to impress and woo a girl. And of course, I said yes. So I'll just say, guys out there, raise your game. <laughs> raise your game. I'm just saying. It was, I think it was one of your sisters that said after this that whoever comes after, because nobody, Jessica's the oldest in her family, and she's got two younger sisters, so anybody that came after was going to have to measure up, and so far nobody has. Just kidding. <laughs> no, they're happily married. But fast forward again another one and a half years, and it's our wedding day. So it's August 2016, and we are getting married. 
How exciting is that? And I think, honestly, we remember almost all of our wedding day. We were intentional to have everything prepared and planned in such a way that we got to just enjoy the day, and it wasn't a whirlwind. But one of the passages of Scripture that we asked to be read at our wedding was Mark 10, verses 6 through 9. And it says, but at the beginning of creation, this is Jesus speaking, it says, but at the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife. And the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. And and this was important to us because a a marriage is a a covenant. We're coming before God and we're acknowledging who he is. And we're saying together, God, we want to give you the glory. We want to give you this promise. Make this before you. And, And we're vowing to love God first and then loving each other second. And we vowed to love and to be faithful to one another for the rest of our lives. And we acknowledged that it was a lifelong commitment. It was a commitment that we were agreeing to that, that we weren't going to let anything come between us. And it was a covenant. That we're choosing to place the other and their needs above our own in every situation, every scenario. And that it's a daily decision. And that's something we talk about often is how much of a daily decision it is. And we also do not believe that love is just a feeling, but it's a choice, that I'm choosing to pursue you, that I'm choosing to spend my life with you, I'm choosing to act upon that every single day. One of the ways we wanted to demonstrate that in our wedding was what we have, what was lovingly determined by our bridal party, the love fern. And so during our ceremony, many times nowadays, they have some sort of unity action. So maybe it's a unity candle, maybe it's a unity braid that you braid together. We chose to take the soil from our two family farms, put them in jars, right? And then we poured them into a ball jar together during the ceremony, and then we planted our love fern. (laughs) Jessica does a great job of keeping it alive. (laughs) I'll put it there. And the, the, we, we did this because we thought it was cool, but we also thought it was different. But we did it because it was the joining of two soils, the joining of two families, that it wasn't just the two of us. It wasn't just our immediate families, but we have ancestors and an extended family. And all of these people are being brought together. And we knew for us, coming together and joining the soil and planting a plant and as a demonstration of how God uses us as soil and plants come forward out of that. So the joining of soils and families there. As we were um, preparing for our wedding and our marriage, um, we were recommended to read the book, The Meaning of Marriage by Timothy Keller. Um, highly recommend for anyone, um, single, married, anything. Um, it was really impactful on us, and we actually gave it as a gift to all of our bridal party members um, because it really made that much of an impact for us. But in the book, um, Timothy Keller answers the question, what is marriage for? With It is for helping each other to become our future glory selves, the new creations that God will eventually make us. He says that is why putting a Christian friendship at the heart of a marriage relationship can lift it to a level that no other vision for marriage approaches. He describes falling in love within a Christian vision for marriage as to look at another person and get a glimpse of the person God is creating and to say, I see who God is making you, and it excites me. I want to be a part of that. I want to partner with you and God and the journey you are taking to his throne. And when we get there, I will look at your magnificence and say, I always knew you could be like this. I got glimpses of it on earth, but now look at you. 
And this is what we desired for our marriage then and now. Um, This is our goal with our most intimate relationship between us as husband and wife, and it's what we seek for in all our relationships. Um, We want to, and we encourage you just to be pursuing um, who Christ desires you to be and also to be working to bring that out in other people in your different relationships. Um, So we are helping each other to become more like Christ. And one of the main things that we've learned so far in our marriage is that God is faithful. And even though we're young, and even though we've only been married three and a half years, we've experienced enough in our lives to know and to believe that God is faithful to his people. Merriam-Webster defines faithful as steadfast in affection or allegiance. Another word would be loyal. A promise that God makes to his people is that he will never leave us nor forsake us, and he works for the good of those who call on his name. And that doesn't mean that things work out, right? But what it does mean is that he determines what is good. And in the midst of that, we are to then explore and learn where the goodness is in the midst of uncertainty, whether it's a cool thing that's happening or a tragedy that's happening. Where can we find that God is good and that he is faithful and he is pursuing us every day? Are we willing to trust him with all of who we are? A great example for us is as we were leaving our jobs without knowing what was next. We quit our jobs. Well, I quit my job. Jessica still had hers. But we... we Trusted him and said, God, we don't know what's next. Show us what's next. And he was faithful to that. And we got to experience where he answered. And the way that Jessica and I ended up here in Fairmount at Madison Grant Schools and at Fairmount Friends Church, there's no way we could have worked to make that happen. There's no way we could have designed for us to be where we're at. Because we're moving to a new town, we're moving to new jobs, moving to new people. And we're leaving behind much of what was normal and what we knew. But we were doing with that with a purpose. We were doing that because we were trusting the Lord and saying, God, move our lives. And he ended up taking that literally and moved us here to the area. And we came before the Lord and we said, we trust you and we believe. We're choosing to believe that you are faithful. And we want to experience that fully. And he has been faithful. So uh, a little over a year ago, we experienced probably the greatest struggle we have faced so far in our marriage, which was a miscarriage. Um, We each responded to the loss in different ways and at different times. Uh, I, for one, thought I was totally losing my mind at my lowest point of grief. Um, However, in the midst of this loss, we knew, as Andrew just said, that God is faithful. Um, He was with us through it all. Even in the darkness, we knew that we had hope in Christ. Um, For what greater love is there than that of Christ? And what greater blessing than his redemptive salvation? So this is the hope that we cling to and is the source of our joy. And that's something I have to remind myself of daily. Um, Another source of joy in our daily life is our puppy Lucy that we have gotten. You've probably heard some stories about. So um, here is a picture of our family now. You have Andrew, Lucy, me. And we are excited to share that God has blessed us with a new little one on the way. (laughs) Due in August, so. Um. (laughs) Moment. So um, we're very excited and wanted to share this surprise with you in this way. Um, But even in the midst of this new blessing and excitement, um, I do find fear and worry creeping in. 
Um, what if something goes wrong? What if something is wrong? And I don't want to experience that loss again. But as I mentioned, um, I need to be constantly reminded of the truth that God is faithful. He is in control. He is the creator and giver of life. And my hope and my joy is in here, and I must not let fear steal my joy. And one last verse that we would like to share this morning was also read at our wedding. That's 1 John 4, verses 16 to 19. And it reads, and so we know and rely on the love that God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. And this is how love is made complete among us, so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear, because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love, but we love because he first loved us. And Jessica and I wake up every morning, and we choose to love the other person, no matter what I look like in the morning. We choose to pursue Jesus because he chose us. He impressed on our spirits a need for him that only he can fill. And Jesus is the foundation for our marriage, and there's no other way to do it. And we love him because he first loved us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, thank you. Heavenly Father, God, as we are here this morning, God, we get to share a little bit of our love story, and there's so many other love stories that are in this room and in this world, and God, all of them are because you created this world. All of them are because you set our lives in motion, and God, we don't always understand. We don't always understand the pain. We don't even always understand the excitement and the joy at times, but God, if we are grounded in you, if our foundation is in you, if our eyes are on you, we can know and we can believe, and we can understand that you are faithful, that you're good and that you're glorious, and we are here to bring you pleasure, and we get to experience that pleasure in our lives on a daily basis. God, we are choosing to love you. We are choosing to look to you. We are recognizing and acknowledging who you are, and that you sent your son for us, and that you returned and redeemed the pathway to you. God, as we go from here, God, we want to be focused on you. We want to be focused on your love story that you're authoring in our lives, in the lives of the people around us. God, may we be reflecting you and your love to everybody in our lives. We give praise to you, and we're excited. And let me pray. Amen. So we're so glad that you were with us today. You can subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or your preferred podcasting app. Be sure to rate us so other people can know about the podcast.